0: Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. You're going to love today's show because we have a guest returning to share with us some very exciting news. He's a brand ambassador, a voice artist, an actor, and executive producer. He is known for Killer Miller. Wait till you hear about this. What's going on with that? The Mad Hatter, Life's Rewards, and Daddy. Oh, Daddy, we're back. We're going to talk about these things today, and you are going to love it. Let's welcome to the show, Dennis Mallon. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Rebecca. Glad to be back. Thank you so much.
0: I'm excited because, along with all of those other things, you have many commercials and multiple film and TV shows that you've done as well. But yeah. we're going to focus on some things today that I think the audience is really going to get a kick out of. And with all of the inspiration and tools and resources that we try to provide. To the audience, I think that this is the perfect timing to really bring some joy and some excitement, and just some relief of stress with everything that's been going on over the last couple of years. And we True. do that through entertainment, and you deliver it. So, tell me what has been going on.
1: Um, it's been it's been a good run. There's just so much going on. I, you know, um, Daddy, we're back. Got picked up by Glued TV. Which this I'm, is
0: so exciting,
1: which I twenty five million subscribers. Um, it, it's it's a you never know. So this is really it It could be a career changer. It's it's exciting to take your art and to bring it to such a medium. And to really get it out there in front of a big company like that. So
0: it is. And so let's tell the audience a little bit about this, because glue TV, TV is really big. And the amount of subscribers is going to continue to increase, especially with more people staying at home and people are looking for things that are relatable Mm -hmm. and can also just give a distraction of what's going on in their current world. So even though we're kind of, it's kind of a contrast and compare, that's really something that brings home a lot of good memories and oftentimes the ability to make healthy changes in their life so tell me a little bit about this
1: sure sure well daddy were back we shot during the pandemic and angela and valencia the uh, the writers producers directors and and actors they're my daughters now i come from a, a mixed marriage okay so my two Irish twin daughters they're truly Irish twins born within the same year they're in their 30s and life is throwing them a lot of curveballs you know, one is pregnant by the boyfriend that doesn't want the baby. Uh, other daughter is uh, can't find her way in, in a job and business, gets fired. So they basically say, you know, what's the best thing to do? Heck, let's move in with dad. Let's move back with daddy. Daddy, we're back. Daddy's got plenty of room. Daddy's got plenty of money. There's nothing going on. Hey, he doesn't have a life. Let's move back in. So literally the opening scene I'm shocked to see my daughters, the loves of my life at my door. And at that time I'm divorced for about a year, the way the series goes. And they're asking me all about my personal life. And I go, funny, you should ask, I've got my date coming over in about a half an hour, you get to meet Phoenix. And so, you know, two alpha females with an alpha female, you can just imagine the dynamic. Now everybody has their own agenda. Okay, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy trying to get through life, (laughs) trying to do my real estate and have fun. But my girlfriend has an agenda. My daughters have an agenda. Other people have an agenda. And here I am trying to be the arbitrator, the go-between. And it just you can just imagine how life, how drama really just kind of works itself out. The best part about the writing, Rebecca, it's so contemporary. It hits every socioeconomic, ethnic, uh, cultural issue we're going through today, all within eight episodes. And I and I loved it. And I loved every every bit of it. It's it was interesting. In the beginning, you know a lot of you know characters that I play. I like broken characters. I like rough and tumble characters because there's flavor to it and I can show range. Well, this was the antithesis of what I've always done. So I'm reading the scripts, and I've got to be, all right, I need to cry. Oh, I can cry. No, no, you need to push, cry. And I'm like, all right, I've never played this kind of guy before. All right, Dennis, you're an actor. Go act. Go do what you can do. And the girls love it. Uh, Glue TV obviously loves it. And uh, I'm just excited for it to come out. You know. I'm excited, too. Think. The announcement was just made, so I, I'm assuming over the next week, two weeks. So... But we, the girls already have season two written. So we're waiting to see how season one does.
0: It's really interesting. When you are looking at the dynamics of shows that really mm-hmm. get a lot of viewership, those that have to do with families and families that sort of have these little twists to them because sure. of how real it is. <laughs> oftentimes you go, you can't make this stuff up. But when you get things that are so close to that kind of a situation that you have at home, they really are engaging and people don't want to miss it. This seems to me like you're going to want to watch episode after episode after episode back to back. You're not going to want to get up.
1: You're going to be glued.
0: That's the whole purpose, right? Glued TV.
1: You're right. When you think about family dynamics and family TV that have really... Uh, kind of shaken and really the, the viewership and everything else. I think of Roseanne.
2: I just yes. think of Roseanne,
1: right or wrong. I mean, Roseanne was uh, uh, rocked, rocked the entire nation. I mean, her show, how many, how, what's the viewership for that show when that was on and everything that's going on. And every week you didn't know what was going to be said next. So you tune in just to see how outrageous, but how relatable it really is. So
0: that is a lot of it. Daddy, we're back. And the dynamics of family now are completely a a larger definition. The do, mm-hmm. defining moments are more within inner relations, whether it's um, man and woman or roommates. And mm-hmm. what brings to mind all of this talk is three's company,
1: there because
0: I mean, that was their family. It was a family unit of the three of them, and it wasn't a typical family. But we're looking at the way our society is now, and there's so many non-typical families exactly. and their families nonetheless. So, what else have you got going on? This is so exciting! Sure. I can't wait to sure. see this.
1: I, to I'm excited to see it too. We we had we had our viewing, uh, I guess about three four months ago, and it was just it it was really fun. We had friends and family over at their house, and it was good. Uh, Killer Miller. You know, the short we're debuting it December 4th in uh in Seminole, Florida. I have not seen it yet. But really, all of <laughs> here's the funny part, all of Europe has seen it. Uh right now it's making the film festival debuts in LA. But here's the rub. We've won twenty five to date best movie awards. I picked up two best actors from this. So <laughs> You just never know. It's it's a Western. You know, who does Westerns these days? You know, Clint Eastwood, Timothy Oliphant, Dennis Mallon. It was so much fun to do. I learned how to ride a horse. Uh, We were in a true Western town in Parrish, Florida, Dry Creek, Les McDowell's property. And it was just, it was well-written. R.J. Hendricks II. He's got about, I think, about four or five books. And it's such a great dynamic. And we had such a great cast, such a great crew. The word on the street is that the executive producers are getting together this week to talk about either the feature or Killer Miller 2. So I'm I'm kind of committed because I am (laughs) Killer Miller.
0: This is really exciting because when something is that Mm well-received, you definitely want to continue on that path. And this is something that i think people really love mm-hmm. is old time shows old westerns sure. and to do it in the way that you guys have i mean just the images that i have seen alone are so profound i Thank mean you. they are nice <laughs> pictures
1: Thank you. Thank i love you. it i love it, it. and you're me, on the cover it took me a year to grow out my hair and I get really curly. So it was down to here. When I pull it out, it was down to about here. It took a year to grow it out. I've never had long hair. The beard came out in about two weeks. So I hit the beard quick. Okay. <laughs> so I was talking to RJ last week and I said, look, you know, I'm in. He goes, yeah, we're not worried about you at all. I go, well, I need time to grow the hair. <laughs> he starts laughing He goes, you do whatever you need to do. Uh, but we're, we're talking this week and we're going to get it done. What I love about R.J., uh, his strategy, you know, he's got such a following with his books. He wanted to come out with a short, get it into the film festivals, okay. build the following, build the following. So when we make the announcement that we're going to make a feature or another short, we already have a built in audience. So it, it's, just, it's just brilliant the way he's doing it and brilliant the way he's looking at it. Uh, and it's just, there's so many people that are looking at him right now and wanting to throw money his way. And he really wants to keep it in-house. He really wants to do it himself. Uh-huh. So, you know, he asked me for my dream team the other day. You know, who would you work with? If you had if you had your druthers, who would be your best director, your best cinematographer? And I gave him a few names. So it's just, you never know. And there's my kitty behind me. I you love it. I've know. been watching. You, you never know what's wrong and it really goes back to my mentality. I I love to work and I love to keep busy. And big project, small project, Rebecca, you know, you, you're, you're getting to know me. I just like to get out there, you know, and you never know what's going to hit. You never you don't. know. You
0: don't. And yeah. let's talk for a minute, though, too, about Killer Miller, because the plot is incredible. Thank you. So share with the audience a little bit about the storyline. Sure. What you can divulge. I mean, sure. you don't have to go too much, but what you can divulge, because this is a really, this is a really <laughs> interesting film.
1: Well, so I'm Henry Killer Miller, and I've got the reputation of Killer Miller because I'm a grizzled federal marshal. Okay. And what do I do? Ride the countryside with my horse, and I'm a bounty hunter, really. And I'm so grizzled, and I'm so... I'm not going to say non-caring, but so blase fair. So I'm bringing in uh, Ben Tubbs, the actor, into uh, Dry Creek. Now, him and his brother committed an armed robbery. Now, set in the late 1890s, it's still kind of the Wild West. So I've got this reputation where they're shocked I'm bringing someone in alive. They're shocked. You know, what's what what are you getting soft in your old age? What's going on? Why is this guy still alive? And the way the dynamic goes, the the Ben Tubbs, the actor, he's going at me. He's needling me. He's needling me because he knows my reputation. Shoot him dead. Shoot him dead. Don't ask any questions. I got you. You you're done. But I keep him alive, which is interesting. Bring him, bring him to Dry Creek. And uh he's really kind of he's gnawing at me. He's gnawing it. My brother's coming. My brother's coming. My brother's going to free me. He's going to kill you. And I'm at the, I'm at the stage in my life with the character that, all right, if there's someone better than me, a, a faster gun, take me out. <laughs> if you can prove yourself better than Henry Killer Miller, do it. So I actually have a, a, a shootout with this other character and my laissez-faire kind of blah, meh type of attitude scares the guy, you know, totally scares him. And if you, once you see it, the actor is twice my size, but he's not quicker than me on the draw. So the way he goes before he clears leather, I've got two bullets in him and he's down. So, and then there's a young gunfighter. There's always a young, a young Padawan, a young Jedi that wants to learn from the master. So you got that dynamic and it's just, it's written so well. And it's so tightly done. RJ's family filled in his extras. And it was, Neat. yeah, it was a party-like atmosphere because in the saloon scene there, it's a family reunion. So all the extras, a bunch of the actors were truly family. And it was just, it was just really warm. And I felt very, very comfortable. One thing I need to do as an actor, I need to befriend everyone on set. I need to be comfortable because I I can't have, you know, someone having a bad day. I can't have a PA or, you know, a gaffer or someone having a bad day because I feed off of that energy. You know,
0: I understand that. Yes.
1: You know, so that's I've got to make sure that if I'm going to be vulnerable as actors, we are vulnerable. I need to make sure that I'm 150 percent comfortable. And I truly was. I, I truly was the horse. I was on a California buckskin. His name is Hollywood. Four years old. Oh. I was on him for nine hours a day, and and they're Yay. asking me, yeah, they're asking me, Dennis, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm worried about the horse. Don't worry about me. I'm comfortable. <laughs> this kid, this kid's amazing, and it was such a beautifully trained horse. And being, you know, I've been riding now, uh, I guess, about two years. It was such a pleasure. The director needed me to step back two paces. And I'm busting chops and go beep beep, and the horse is going back. Can you go to the left? Beep beep, and the horse is moving just from a, a little a little movement. So it was it was so much fun. Um, Dry Creek, the property we're on, Les McDowell's property, truly is a Western town. Truly, there's a chapel on it. There's a saloon.
0: It's
1: kind of like Deadwood. It kind of resembled when I first walked on set. I'm like, this is Deadwood. You know, this is cool. This is fun, and just—I just enjoyed it.
0: This scene, having the scene set so realistic, because yeah. that, in essence, is what it is, mm-hmm. really helps you get into character, don't you think?
1: Totally. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I um, I consider myself a method actor. I thought so. <laughs> so I—I I think I was sleeping in my cowboy boots. You know, RJ took care of me wardrobe wise, made sure everything was authentic. And you've seen the pictures. I was <laughs> I was in character for the uh, for the entire shoot. And I just I loved it. They gave me the space to maintain and do what I need to do. And we just totally enjoyed it. That's really I, I was so they wanted somebody so dry. And again, it's showing range, but it's showing a different range. That is, can you be more unemotional? Okay. Can you be a little drier? We love your voice. We love your delivery. You've got a certain raspness <laughs> to your voice. We we love what you sound like.
2: Do it a little more unemotional. And I'm like, okay, give me a second. Boom. I was able to spit it back. So I love
0: that. I love I love method acting because you really just completely consume that character. And and then deliver it in such a way that is so believable and relatable that people just even if there is somebody else that can't quite go into character to that degree, that alone can just bring the audience right on in and just cinch it. And I think that this particular film could be very episodic for a long period of time.
2: That's what they're. So there's many ways they can go, as you know. Yeah. I'm I'm signed up for the long haul. I, I told Angela Anderson, you know, my manager, um, I have no I have no problem being typecast as Killer Miller. I, I mean, how bad can life be? Oh, that's that's not well, Dennis, that's Killer Miller. Okay. How bad can life be? That'd be awesome.
0: Well, I, I think when you spoke about range. And with what's coming out with Daddy War Back, I think that I mean we're talking uh, night and day night characters, day. Yeah. you know. So I don't know if you'll get typecast in just one <laughs> one particular thing because of how versatile you are, and you do have something else to share with us too.
2: Um, unlawful Duty?
0: Yes, tell me about it.
2: As of right now, Sunil Kulnari uh writer producer director i think we have about 150,000 views on amazon prime
0: that's huge
2: i don't know what that again it's all new to me so i i, I can't quantify per se but we're doing the feature film it's a great script I, i've read it about 6 times already in january i'm starting opposite uh two different a-listers that i'm not sure if i'm able to drop the names yet I'm, I'm not going to drop the things yet, but uh, I'm I'm working opposite, and I've got about ten different scenes with these two a listers, so that is exciting. Again, it's like it's it's like the perfect storm, Rebecca. Everything's starting to come together. Um, between Killer Miller, Danny, we're back. You know, between unlawful Duties. it's all coming together at the same time. So you know and i believe in karma i believe in manifesting i believe in goals and you know affirmations and stuff like that i i read my stuff twice a day and i always kind of keep keep my goals forefront in my head you know when we won cons uh killer miller won cons um that's like an academy award for an independent film it is it is you know and that's but i think it's overwhelming at times.
0: dennis i think this isn't about, I mean, just luck or karma or whatever. This is because you have been really pursuing your dream and being active as an actor and getting involved with as many things as you can and getting yourself out there. And I want to share that with the audience because hard work is what pays off or your focused or continued effort is what pays off. You can't just do one thing and hope that that is going to be the be all to end all. You've got to put the time in. And as you're doing that, some of the things people say, well, that's, that's not really a big enough role, but here's something to think about. The more you do, uh-huh. and this is not you, I mean, you know this already, but I'm sharing this with the audience because I really want to let them know that the more that they do, the better they become at understanding. So if you want to be an actor, you understand what's going to happen on set, what different directors are going to have you do, what kinds of things that you're going to be able to do to bring upon yourself to get into certain characters. And you'll be able to see if you're a method actor or how, I mean, there's so much, so many things, but you have to immerse yourself in doing different things to gain the experience and the insight that it's going to take to get you on the journey to the right places, where this certain thing is just going to to pay off. There are some people who might make their big big break at, on, and they were discovered. Sure. They had their show, and that was it. Boom. But that's yeah. not the typical.
2: <laughs> at <correct>. me. <laughs> yeah. I, I I had my kids over this weekend for a barbecue. My son was was, was playing with me. He goes, What are you? It's once. He goes, What are you? A twenty six year overnight success. I go, Okay. I go does it matter <laughs> if it took two days two months 26 years and he's like ah, it really doesn't now he's 22 and he's so wise for his age and it, it was just interesting and we were talking about the kind of the family game plan and stuff like that just kind of dreaming and thinking about the goals and you've got to be focused and here's the thing you're 100 percent right rebecca i always use the analogy analogy it's like going to the gym you walk into the gym, you you go on the uh, on the bench press and you will load up two fifty. You haven't worked out in twenty five years. How's that going to look? Yes, horrible, terrible. You've got to do your reps. You got to start small. And I, I'm going to be teaching a class um, uh, next few weeks, whatnot, just basic stuff. You need to do your reps. Doing your reps, you need to go to that audition. You need to be that extra on set you need to spend 12 hours uh being an extra being a pa whatever you need to do you need to build your comfortability your knowledge your credibility and you need to learn what things mean on set okay you can't you can when you get to a certain level you can get things out of a book but unless you're there immersed in the entire situation you're not going to get it and one thing i tell everyone regardless of what you're doing, if you're walking um, in Disney, in Disneyland, and you're supposed to have your spouse, well, walk with an intention. You know, think about your character. You're just an extra, you're going to be on screen for a nanosecond, but show something, do some development, get into your own mind and build a story with that actor you're working with. That'll serve you so much because if you start doing that, you're gonna think that way all the way through, you know? And you never know who's looking. I've been on set many, 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 many times. Yeah. You don't know what the DP has in mind. You don't know what the assistant director has in mind. I almost every time someone comes up to me and says, hey man, you know, I really love what you do. I'd love to talk to you about blah, blah project. And I'm like, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Let's get this wrapped first. Let's stay focused, right? You know, I can you know, I want to stay focused on this. Let's talk next week, let's talk next month, but I'd love to work with you. You just never that's know.
0: A, that's a really good point because some of the direct distractions can really distract sure. and um and can be a game changer in not the right way. Mm-hmm. So I like what you have said. Before I let you go, I would like you to share with the audience what you do um the services that you give as a teacher that you have you teach acting
2: i um i've taken two courses in my entire career uh, both in new york with great great people i i studied at new york performance works angela matabano was my uh beginning actor commercial acting class an italian woman uh, just imagine New York doesn't put up with any garbage. You know, here I come in with a suit on, right? at bushed, you know. I'm Italian, so I know how to deal with Italian mothers and damn. She just cracked a whip. Um, I'm taking a lot of what she does, okay? I still keep in touch with her on Facebook, beautiful woman. You need to be ready. The The basic commercial acting course that I'm going to teach, it's going to be an intensive workshop. You're going to be reading copy on camera. Because when you go to an audition, you don't have time to practice. You have the copy, the script. You're, you're in line with 10, 20 strangers that want your job, and they want your job. You're very, everyone's very competitive. It's not all that friendly at times. I'm going to create an environment where we're going to be doing the reps. We're going to be out there. We're going to be getting stronger week to week. You're going to see how ugly I look on camera for the first time you're going to see reading copy and how I'm stuttering and I can't get, you know, the beats and the tempo down. That's what we're going to work on. So that is, I'm really excited to kind of bring that um, yeah, to, to people. And I've got a bunch of people signed up already that are really senior in the business. Actors that I know and love in Florida and a bunch of newbies somebody's going to get something out, out of it and i know that and it's going to make them that much stronger another course i took was um was a basic scene structure and basic scripting from uh, mark reihard uh you know again at new york performance works he taught me how to break down a script he taught me how to take my beats how to take my pauses, and really just how to inhale the character you know and really you know he he hit me with certain things that really brought out my uh my method acting if you would mm-hmm. you know because i've read a lot of tom hanks I, i've read a lot of uh rob lowe has books out there tom cruise uh ethan hawk you've got to come prepared you've got to come yes. prepared. the casting director the director the dp the executive producers they don't have time for you they don't it's all about money it's business it's Isn't not no it? friends it's show business so i know if there's one of me oh there's 10 million of me going for that same role but i'm going to outwork you. <laughs> i'm going to come so prepared that i'm going to outwork you and that's what i do that's pretty neat i'm not being boisterous i just know the work ethic that i put into every character that is that i do and hard work is what's going to separate me from everybody else hard work and preparedness. Tom Hanks said, "Your job is to come off book, memorize the script, bring ten to fifteen ideas, and be ready to work." Ethan Hawke says, "We get paid to play the pool. What a better career, you know? You love what you do. You get to do things that other people can't do, and I guess people like what I do. They sure <laughs> At do. At least but all of Europe. You.
0: Dennis, do you also teach? How to prepare for an open, unscripted edition audition?
2: That's going to be part of the class and teach. That's going to be that's going to be part of the class. I, I really I have an orientation this Thursday down here in Florida, over here in Florida. So I really want to see what comes out. I know what direction I want to take the class because it's going to be a beginner class, and I really want to see the dynamic of who's coming. Apparently, we have an 80 year old uh, lady down here that signed up for it which is exciting. Oh, it I'm is. I'm going to learn so much from her. And then we have a bunch of 20 something So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. And I like I like dialogue. I'm not going to stand at a lecture and dictate. That's not my style. I want to sit in a U-shape. I want to talk, answer questions. I want to build rapport. And oh, by the way, you're going to see yourself on camera. And oh, by that. the way, everyone's going to critique you because that's how we learn. That's how we learn.
0: I absolutely love this. So let's do a couple of things here real quick. Let's share with the audience where they can catch glue TV and sure. anything else you want to connect them to, sure. but also how they can enroll in one of your classes, or if you'll be doing future virtual classes or anything like that. I, I This takes me back to an audition I have that I just, oh man, it was completely open, unscripted. And there it was a cattle call. I mean, there was just hundreds of people there, and um, I was very, very green. had no no idea what to expect. So this is pretty exciting, and I think that there's a lot of others who right now will feel that way. And if they know that these are the things that you're going to be sharing with them and teaching them and equipping them, I'd like them to get involved.
2: Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Dennis Mallon m-a-l-l-e-n i'm more than willing to help anyone with anything and i've been thinking about kind of doing the course kind of virtually doing a zoom course or you know whatever works this is my first foray into that and my biggest concern is that there's so many projects going on right now everything's going to diverge at the same time we've got the italians the italian crime drama Zach Dieppe, the producer, writer. I talk to him at least once a week and he's waiting for COVID to subside in, in the Northeast in New York and California. We're gonna be doing that. I just did um, I just did a 1950s noir film about the Howie Mansion. I got that because people saw Unlawful Duties. So I'm telling you this because everything kind of parlays itself. But please find me on social media, Dennis Mallon, and uh, I am thinking, I want to see how this course goes first, before I kind of wrap it and put it up on, uh, you know, put it up on a Zoom like this. Okay. But, you know, I, I have received kind of positive feedback so far, and uh, I just want to get one under my belt first. You know, it. I, I want to get it, get it under my belt and play from there, so.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing and giving us an update with everything that's going on. I really love what you are doing. And I am excited for the audience to get engaged with everything that you have going on, especially checking out uh Daddy We're Back on Glue TV, going over to Amazon Prime and seeing Unlawful Duties yeah. um and more and more. So I just encourage all of you to keep listening. He's Dennis will be back here repeatedly. So I also ask that you'll share everything with your friends and your family. Dennis, thank you so much for being with us again. I am just so excited about what you have going. I I just kind of want to wrap up and run over to the TV. I know that's not the way we do things, but that's how I'm feeling right now. And I hope that the audience is too. Thank you, Dennis.
2: Rebecca, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thank and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Oh, if you are getting ready to turn this off, go, turn, go check out Glue TV and turn that on or go over to Amazon Prime. There is things for you to do if you don't have anything to do right now. And if you want to do a virtual party, call up some of your friends and see if you can all start watching at the same time and chat back and forth and then include us on what you think. Let us know what's going on. We'd love to hear your feedback and we want you to connect. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week.